Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. In five, four, three. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 21 of Let's Go Blues Radio. The three of us are live on Thursday, March 29th, 2018. This is Franchise Episode number 124 all time. My name is Kurt Price and my Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. Uh, Bill Day's Twitter handle is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff Ponder's Twitter handle is at jponder94. If you want to send the show a tweet, send it to at LGB Radio and we will read it live on the air. Uh, if we have time later and if you would like to uh, join us on the air to talk some blues hockey, go to letsgoblues.com slash radio uh, and click on the join button later on in the show. We'll also post that uh, link on Twitter as well. Uh, and we'll let you know when that is available. Gentlemen, it's been a couple weeks um, for reasons uh, <laughs> that uh, the, the old our old show's account was suspended, so we didn't do a show last week, but we're back this week. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <clears throat> Uh, you know, YouTube, I don't know what's going on with you. I thought you and I had something, but I'm starting to think that I might need to go a separate way here because I'm not okay with suspending an account for no reason. For those that have never had an account suspended by YouTube, they literally suspend your account, so you send in an appeal, and then they don't tell you what you did. They just tell you, yeah, we're going to keep you suspended. So... To me, it's like Vladimir Tarasenko stepping off the ice and the NHL announcing, Vladimir Tarasenko has, has been suspended for five games. Okay, what did he do? That's <laughs> mm-hmm. what it was. I, it's, it's very silly. We're glad to be back on YouTube this week, but once we uh, we are looking at other avenues, yeah. so there's a chance that that's, uh, that's going to stop, and when it does, I will voice my true concerns with YouTube. Yeah, it's uh, that's exactly what happened. The we were I, I have no idea what happened, uh, why we were suspended. Looked over the, the reasons why an account can be suspended, and we didn't come close to violating any of them. So I, I have no idea what happened. Um, and yeah, appeals were sent, and you can only appeal once. Can't appeal more than once. And they said, and it's all automated. It's not there's not a person behind the button that does this stuff. It's all stuff gets flagged or tripped or whatever and then you get suspended and I'm not sure how the appeal process works you would think you would hope somebody would review those but I don't I don't see how they could they probably get just tons of those so it's it's messed up <laughs> I don't know what to say <laughs> yeah I'll uh, I'll leave the YouTube uh, uh bitching to you guys and that yeah. uh, YouTube YouTube YouTube's convenient it's nice it's it, everyone can just you know view and watch along but you know, we do have another option that we that we're uh, kind of ironing things out, so it'll be you know almost the same thing as YouTube. So we'll see. 
Nothing will change for our viewers that like to watch live, or I don't think it's going to change much for those that like to view the show after either, right? I mean, it's... Well, we'll probably end up putting it up on YouTube (laughs) after it's done. (laughs) Or or Vimeo or, you know, there's other streaming. I'm guessing the people that access the show that watch live probably check out our link that we post on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, so... If that's the case, if that's how you're getting the feed for the show when you watch live every week, that's not going to change for you. So you don't need to worry about that. Right. And obviously those that podcast, you don't need to worry about that either. Nope. So that was the that was the reason for no show last week. So we're but we're we're here now. Uh don't Easter forget your plans, fellas. What's your Easter plans? Um I you know Easter will come and go. And I, I I've never been I think we talked about this last year on Easter. I I, I have never been a fan of Easter. I just don't. I just don't. I mean, I, 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 you know, I took when I was a kid. I took the eggs. I took the candy. I, but I, I was like, eh, Easter. It's a, it's way down the list of important holidays for me personally. What do you, what do you? I, we're, I mean, we're going to my parents' house, uh, and then and you know on Saturday, and then we're hunting eggs at my house uh, on Sunday. So, with it's all kids. about the kids. It's all about the kids. Yeah. Yeah, so. we're um, my family. We uh, no kids left in the family, so we are uh, gonna spend uh, spend the afternoon with my ninety five year old grandmother. So that'll be nice. Bill, if you don't have kids in your family, why do you still dress up in your Easter bunny costume every year? Um, malls need Easter bunnies. <laughs> Pays well. And I thought we agreed not to get into our outside business activities on the show. Well, we oh, we, we weren't we weren't going to mention the bachelorette parties that you that you do, but um, so let's not mention that at all. Thank you. Right, summers only. Right. Yeah. Where uh, is Bill hiding <clears throat> the egg, ladies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <all> right. <laughs> what are you guys doing, Jeff? Uh, similar to you guys, we're uh, we're going to my mom's house on Sunday. My mom's one of those people that we're going to your house, uh, your mom's house too. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to your mom's house. Oh, well, I'm going to your mom's house. Oh, well. how convenient. Well, I'll see you Monday morning. You head logs? <laughs> we'll pass on the highway. Uh, no, it's uh, um, my mom's one of those people that she uh, she has to celebrate the holiday on the day of. It has to be the day of. So my wife's family has had to adjust. They pretty much are like, well, I guess we'll take Christmas Eve, the day before Easter, the, uh, the Thanksgiving morning. So um, I, we actually even heard from her family if we do anything with them. But yeah, we're uh, we're just going to my mom's house. We'll be doing an Easter hunt there. And uh, like you said, for the kids, it's not much for me either. Um, some so, of my favorite memories of Easter is watching a Blues playoff game mm-hmm. on Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember 2000. Uh, the Blues whooped up on the Sharks. That was game six when they were down 3-1. They came back and tied the series 3-3. Uh, they beat them like 6-1 to or 6-2 to or something. And I remember saying, oh, we got tickets to game seven. <laughs> They're going to win that one. And then Owen Nolan happened. You no, I Roman should say Turek and then Roman happened. Turek happened. Yeah, Roman Turek. Jumped for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I've never seen a goalie jump for a save and you know what the one time i saw it it didn't work yeah <clears throat> unorthodox yeah that was the best word to describe that man 
I'm gonna. Bill, I'm, have you ever jumped for a puck like that before? Ever in your time as goalie? Um, not a puck that was uh, like coming straight at me or headed heading downwards. I have uh, like messing around in practice, like doing like uh, line drive practice, like I was a shortstop. But that, you know, you guys like Shake Shack? Yeah. Have you have you had it yet? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Do you like it? Oh yeah. You like it? Okay. Yeah. Bill? I mean, I it's t- it's totally not worth like going over <coughs> and over. It's just way overpriced for what it is, but <laughs> it's, it's damn good. Okay. Ponder, have you had it? Uh, I've actually not had it, and I, this was a very strange transition. I just want to point. That well, out. I just want. I just. I just wanted to. I. It, it was. I had had a discussion with, with on Twitter about it, and I just wanted to get quick feedback before we got into booze uh, stuff. Um, I'm with Bill. I like it, but it's just way overpriced, and so. Anyway, I'm gonna go because I feel like you have to go at least once. Oh yeah, no, oh, that's why I went. I'll let you know what I think. That's why I went, and I'd go again if I was, you know, in the area and somebody wanted to go. I'd go. I'd. I wouldn't be happy about paying the prices for it because it's expensive, but um, for what you get, I mean, but yeah, it's whatever. I, I, I said that, I, you know, I, I personally prefer steak and shake or Culver's over, over uh shake shack, but maybe oh, that's just me. Brahms. Maybe that's just me. Give me rallies too. You guys ever had Brahms before? Brahms the, no. Uh, it's basically the Culver's of Springfield in the South. Hmm. It's fantastic. It's all over Dallas. Well, it's not. It's not as good as Shake Shack. Don't don't diss Shake Shack on Twitter because you get, you get jumped on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the official beers of uh, episode one twenty four. Bill, I see you brought something <clears throat> very very nice over there. Oh yeah. The um, latest of the Schlafly Ibex Cellar Series, the Imperial Coffee Stout. It's uh, it's pretty damn good. It's it's nice and thick, and nine point four percent alcohol by volume. Um, definitely definitely a coffee stout. Little little boozy feel to it. <laughs> I like it. Did, now this is the second ibex you've had on the show mm. this season. No, I thought you had another one. Third or fourth. Okay. Because I had the uh, the pumpkin. Yeah, and I had the scotch. The, I think the scotch is one I, I remember. I think early in the season, I had the the local oak. Okay, early in the season. I think this season, or I think it was this season. I had the st- I had the stout. Yeah, the, yeah, you did. Okay. You had the uh, the original imperial stout. Yes, I yes. still have one bottle of that, and I love that. Yeah, quite a bit. It is it's good. Yeah, and to go along with it, I am going to eat my <laughs> Tim Hortons donut that I brought back from. Columbus land. A little jealous. This is the second time Tim Hortons is being devoured on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I didn't have more to share. It's all right. Eat I've not me. been a part of either time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first time was good. First time was good. We just got a box of uh of the Timbits. Given to us to eat on the show for the sole purpose of eating on the show. Yep. <clears throat> and then they go out of business. Right, yeah, right. Uh, Jeff, what do you got? I got one of my old reliables, the Urban Chestnut Fantasyland. I know I've had this on the show before. It's just a good, smooth IPA, uh, 6.5 alcohol by volume. I've already had, this is my third one. I'm halfway through it. So uh, this should be a, could be a fun show if you listen (laughs) to the whole thing here. It's Um, It's a shame we haven't lost six in a row. You could really go off. 
What oh, time? I know. Uh, this is happy, Jeff. This is <laughs> this is great. What time did you uh, leave work today? But, <laughs> yeah, no work tomorrow for Bill or I. So uh, so we're kind of both letting loose here. But yeah, it's uh, it's just if you've ever had it, like I said, smooth and a uh, little citrusy, a little coconutty. Uh, again, just a just a good beer that I can enjoy any time of the year. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't have anything special in the fridge uh, that I wanted to break open uh, right now, so this is my one of the ones I enjoy, the cherry wheat from Sam Adams. So no M and M's tonight, though, with it. Mm. Unfortunately, man, I could have brought you some caramel M and M's. Oh, those are good. Yeah, I love them. They're they're no crispy. If I'm going like alternate plain M M&M, and M. I have, I'm a, I'm a crispy guy. Really? Yeah, I like the crispy ones. Hmm. I don't. It's been a while since I've had them. And they're you know, and I I would venture to say they're probably not very popular at all, but I like them. I do. Now not as much as the peanut butter M and M's. Those are fantastic. But crispy is probably third for me. You ever have the uh, uh, almond joy M and M's when they had them? They hmm. don't anymore. Those no. are those are good. No. Coconut. Never, never had those either. Um, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL blues history, Twitter account, March 29th, 1987, Doug Gilmore, of the St. Louis blues scored five goals and had six assists, not in one game. That would be a record, uh, in four games during the week and named NHL player of the week ending March 29th, 1987 as the blues clinched a playoff spot. Um, when I read that. When I read that at first, I thought he had scored 11 points one game. I'm like, I don't recall that at all. Yeah. <laughs> that did not happen. It must have been against Winnipeg. <laughs> um, you know, that's a player that at that, well, I mean, I guess not in 87. I was two years old. Oh, at that point, I would have been, yeah, two years old. Um, I, uh, but when, as I got older, when I was 90. 394 when the Sega game started coming out. That was a guy I got every game cuz I I was always a huge Doug Gilmore fan. I was I was too. Uh, if I, only he would have kept it in his pants. He didn't do anything. I I did I was a huge Gilmore fan too and I remember I mean I was 87 I was 13. So I I I remember him being traded and and it was I was I was that was the I think the first time I was really upset. I didn't like the Mullen trade, um, but I, I hated the Gilmore trade. So I did too. Yeah, yeah. The um, <clears throat> all the rumor and innuendo around why he got moved just you know terrible that uh, we had to lose a guy that you know went on to a Hall of Fame career over <clears throat> some bullshit and uh, had it played a large role in knocking us out of the playoffs that one year. Uh, yep. Was that ninety four? Yeah, ninety. F- yeah, I think so. Three, four. Yeah. It wasn't 90, okay. It wasn't ninety three. It was. It had, Might have been ninety three. It was Joseph was in net. Yeah, it was ninety three. Because it yeah. was the year ninety three is the year we oh we swept the Hawks. We in swept the, first the Hawks round. and lost to the Leafs. That's in the second right. Round. Yeah, that's and right. Then, that's right. And that's then right. the Leafs lost to the Kings in the, the third round, and the Kings lost to the Canadians. And it's the last time a Canadian team's won the Stanley Cup. I watched uh, one of the Maple Leaf uh, Blues playoff games over at Mayo's house. Mm, um, yeah. And we played FIFA, I don't know, 90-something at his <laughs> house. I guess 91 or 2 or whatever it was. Um, in between uh, periods. 
I uh, I will say Doug Gilmore is my biggest inspiration for my beautiful hair that I've been growing out. <laughs> Big fan, man. I, I loved him. I loved his look. Not to... No homo. Let me start with that. Uh, I loved his look <laughs> when he was with the Maple Leafs. Oh, I thought he looked like the stereotypical 90s hockey player. Okay, Nick. I mean, Jeff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Uh... Hey, I got a joke for you guys. I got a joke. <laughs> What's that? Go ahead. How long is this going to take? No, I really yeah. don't know. And is anybody going to get it? Yeah. <laughs> Be nice. Sorry. We love you, Nick. Be nice. <laughs> um, so uh, to the, uh, March 29th, 2007, the St. Louis Blues announced their return to KMWX uh, Radio on March 29th, 2007. Uh, the Blues have uh, been aired on KMWX for 43 of their seasons played, KTRS for six years, and KXOK for two. Um, the I, I, I look back on the KTRS years as the dark days of Blues Radio, to be honest, because the reception for 550 is uh, is not good. Yeah, you get outside <laughs> the 270 circle, yeah. and you don't get it. Yeah, Cam, you couldn't have a bigger... Uh, contrast in signal uh strength between camwex and ktrs because as soon as and and ktrs signals uh, is better during the day but uh i think it's like six o'clock they they had they're required by law to uh uh d to to turn down their signal strength for reasons i i'm not specifically clear on but it's like six o'clock, and almost it's noticeably the the station gets staticky, and yeah, it, once you get out to a certain distance away from St. Louis, you can't uh, get the games at all. So, yeah, it was it was a good thing to go back to KMOX. This was well. First of all, I feel like this was the the Blues trying to get away from the Cardinals, uh, you know, kind of taking over the airways. You know, when the Cardinal season started. The blue season ended basically for KMOX. Right, they go to Y ninety eight or or something like that. Yeah. Right, and and which is, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I mean, you're alienating fans that you've built all over the Midwest. Um, so, for example, and I, I may have told the story on the podcast before, but my dad had a friend uh, in Oklahoma who became a, a Cardinals fan because of you know listening to the KMOX Jack Buck broadcast. Um, and then vis-a-vis became a blues fan because he would tune in, uh, you know, on his drive home or whatever, and they'd be talking about the blues and all of a sudden he became a hockey fan. So he said that there was, he moved out to a very, like this, it's funny to think of, of this, a rural part of Oklahoma, which to us, that's all of Oklahoma, but he said that it was a very it was not a very populated area that he lived it was basically farmland and he said the only spot that he got KMOX was in a spot in his driveway right in the middle of the driveway and he would he would basically edge back and forth in the middle of the winter and he would find that spot to where he would listen to every blues game every every night the blues played at seven o'clock he would go to that spot and he would listen to the games. That was, you know, before obviously get center ice and all that. And so when they switched in 2007, he was still doing that. So when they switched, oh, I'm sorry, not 2007, it would have been 2001 when they switched to uh, KTRS. 
Uh, well, they were six years. The return was 2007. So yeah, 2001. Yeah. So I remember him telling my dad, like, what am I going to do? I can't listen to the blues games anymore. And it, I mean, that's just one example of somebody who became a blues fan because it was on KMOX. Yeah. So yeah, going back that, to KMOX, despite having to fight the Cardinals for coverage sometimes, is the best move. There's all kinds of Card- uh, Cardinal stories about that, but when the Cardinals were the, were the farthest west team right. in baseball, and KMOX, mm-hmm. as, as far as KMOX would reach, I mean, it reached s- states and states away. Yeah. They would, My, I have an uncle who uh, moved west when he graduated college. And he kept going until he couldn't get it. Yeah. So he, he originally stopped in Denver and then wound up moving out to Salt Lake. Never never lost out on listening to Cardinals games. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's uh, there's all kinds of stories like that about the Cardinals. So, and, um, so that, and that's part of the reason why the Cardinals fan base is so huge. Because the, they, uh, they were the farthest west team and they had Cam Wex. It has something to do with... Uh, uh, emergency broadcast system plays a role in it where uh, there's a certain number of stations that, uh, that uh, in uh, the country that can be used to cover the entire country um, for important messages that need to be sent to a radio, something like that. Um, Your president just pushed the button. <laughs> you're right, exactly. We're under attack, you know, nuclear war. But uh, uh, some, it has something, uh, there's something like that happened. I'm not sure if that's still the case. But uh, I think that played a role in it. And some maybe uh, the STL Blues History Twitter <laughs> account can can find out. It's interesting to me. Mm. Our local I like how we just assign him resident tasks. historian. You know, I, I think he likes it, doesn't he? Yeah, he likes it. Uh, March 29th, two thousand nine. Chris Mason was named the first star of the week, ending March 29th, two thousand nine, as he helped push the St. Louis Blues back to the playoffs after missing them for three straight seasons, and then gave up just a god awful goal to Alex Burroughs to lose the series. Yeah, that was a the the, the getting back to the playoffs. That was a big deal. I that mean, was that was so excited I and then four and done. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Because they had that great run uh, to make it, and uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Bacchus played so well down the stretch that year. Yeah, yeah. that that was that was awesome. There was a uh, I was at that game uh, against Columbus, right? And uh, when they clinched, yep. And I, I remember just feeling like they won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a video, and it's still on my YouTube channel. I should post it again. Um, it, of of just the crowd at that game when the when the buzzer went off, and people just, I mean, we were going nuts. Like again, like they won the cup, and it was because. I think we took for granted. I mean, yeah, we. It's annoying that they had that playoff streak and never won a championship. But you also take for granted how great it is just to make the playoffs every year. So when you go that long, and then they, I mean, it was only what? I mean, really, the grand scheme of thing was it five years that they had not been in, including the lockout year. So it was three years without the playoffs. That's it. Three, yeah, years. three years, but it felt like a oh, lifetime. Yeah. Well, because fans. we had been 25 straight years before that. A lot of Blues it fans was, had never was, experienced no playoffs. Yeah, my, I remember my, my girlfriend at the time and I, we went out and we partied all night. I mean, we stayed up until about 5 a.m. Just, oh my God, they made it, they made it. I mean, it it was jubilation all through St. Louis. It was, it was the, great. And it just 
really spoke to how there really are some true blues fans here. The we uh, 25 too. So yeah. Partying all night was probably an everyday thing. For you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. The, that's the SEO blues history Twitter account uh, asked, uh, he said he was multitasking. <laughs> What's the homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so we were t- we were talking about the uh, what you uh, you posted today about the, the Blues returning to KMOX after being on KTRS for six years, um, and we uh, I I mentioned that uh, KMOX's signal strength and how I'd heard that there was a uh, a handful of stations across the country radio, radio stations that could cover the entire country with an emergency broadcast signal or something you know like under nuclear attack or whatever um, and. I was wondering as to the details as to why KMWX has that power still and why some stations are forced to turn down their signal and how it related to sports and how, you know, uh, five, six, seven states away, people could hear KMWX's signal and become Blues fans that way or Cardinals fans that way. And, but I didn't know if you had known why KMWX still has that power that over other, that other stations don't. I know it's, it's partly, too, I think, due to a signal conflict. The with the, the signal waves that go out, there's something about the uh, competing signals or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm half guessing here. So, breaking news: I think Minnesota just clinched playoff spot. Minnesota just clinched a playoff spot, and uh, Minnesota just clinched a playoff spot and helped the Blues uh, distance themselves from Dallas some more. So there you go. Uh, since our last show, the uh, last seven games, the mood uh, has changed. The mood has changed. The the last six, uh, seven games, the last six of which the Blues have won, um, and they've also won eight of the last nine overall. Four of which have been in OT. So the four to one loss to Colorado, then the four to three overtime win versus the Rangers. The five to four overtime win versus Chicago, which I think I tweeted out. I woke up in the neighborhood. We won that game. Oh yeah, just beating Chicago. I just I don't care how bad Chicago is. Um, two to one overtime win versus Boston, and the four to one win versus Vancouver. Two to one win versus Columbus, and a three to two overtime win on Tuesday versus the Sharks. So those are the seven games um, with the last six being wins. So yeah. Uh, drastically different uh, show this time than last because we were coming off uh, some pretty crappy hockey last game. Yeah, we uh, we basically were calling for heads and saying Saboka and Berglund go to hell. <clears throat> now, Saboka and Berglund, president and vice president 2020. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, uh, jubilation again here in St. Louis. But, I mean, in all honesty, it. They have turned it around. They're playing the way that we expected them to play in December. Uh, the OT wins. I mean, as much as you hate to go to overtime and, and have it go, I mean, one bounce can change the game. It's been exciting hockey. Very exciting. Much different than what we've seen the past couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I will say if this if the season would have ended three weeks ago, I would have had a very sour taste in my mouth. And I hate saying this because it's just so up and down roller coaster emotions. If they still don't make the playoffs, I can at least say, well, hey, they finished the season strong and and they, they can build on that for next year. What's that site that uh, that posts the percentage uh, odds that the teams make the playoffs? There's several. 
Yeah. Well, one that gets posted on Twitter a lot. Sports club stats. Yeah, I think that's it. I think the Blues are, it's like something like 80 some percent of the Blues are going to make it. It's way up there. So according, I've actually got that pulled up right now. Okay. Um, So they're uh, ESPN, um, since Wyshynski moved there and brought his, some of his puck daddy coverage there. um, He's been doing this daily, or they've been doing it daily. Um, According to Money Puck, the Blues have a 92 and a half percent chance. Uh, Sports club stats is... uh, at uh, 88.1. So they basically went up five percentage points on all the sites after Colorado lost in regulation last night. That was a big deal. <laughs> I was, I, was, I kind of, yeah, losing in regulation. Um, I didn't get to watch the end of that game. I, I, well, I watched the last like 30 seconds, but the, the last part of that period, uh, people were saying that uh, they peppered Philly and yeah. they just could not score. So thank you, Philly. Yeah, thank you. Second time in, a, in the last year that we we have to thank Philly. Thank you, thank you, for Peter Morazic. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for taking Yori Laterra yet again, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Allen uh, was in net uh, versus uh, Dell. I thought Dell was fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Go I I think I'm gonna make a crazy claim here. Here's my here's my hot take of the uh, of the show. Aaron Dell is a free agent at the end of the year. I think someone's going to pay him big money thinking he's going to play this way as a starter because he's had a really good year, insane yeah. year. Yeah, he was, what, like something like 15-4-3 as a backup coming into yeah. that game the other night. Well, and he played, like Kurt said, he played fantastic. He did. He played great. I thought, I thought, I, I, was, I was even saying this out loud because we talked on the show you can't use the excuse, well, we ran into a hot goalie. You just can't use that as many mm-hmm. times as the Blues have used it. But last night or two nights ago, if they would have used that, it's like, yeah, you kind of did because Aaron Dell played his ass off. Yeah, he did. Uh, and the game had some similarities, I thought. Uh, I mean, as well as Dell played, <clears throat> that first goal, granted, screen shot under his arm, kind of threw him. Um Maybe one he wanted to have back, and well, the first goal that San Jose scored against Allen, uh, similar under his arm, one he probably would like to have back. Um, and then San Jose's first goal is a power play goal. Blues' first goal is a power play goal. Um, so, and then the first period, to be honest, um, San Jose, they outplayed us in the first period. Oh, oh yeah. most of the first period. Um, and then that that uh, that goal that uh, Sunquist scored. <laughs> First goal is a blue. Yes. Welcome to the score sheet. Finally. Oscar Sundquist. Finally. Um, uh, Chris Thorburn, please stand up. <laughs> it yeah. is now your turn to score. He, I, I, uh, do you think he will score before the end of the season? No. He's okay. not going to score another NHL goal. Oh, you think he's done after this year? I, I don't know if he's done, but I don't think he's ever going to score again. He's had. He just. He, he doesn't have the offensive no. know how. He, he like scores against the Blues. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like I, I, I want to say that like fifteen percent of his career goals came against the Blues. Uh, on you know Sunquist's so goal, three goals. Yeah, well, how, I mean, yeah, his career goals are not. What does he have? I don't even. I'm not. I don't know, look it up. It's not many. Uh, go ahead. I'll look it up. All go right. ahead. No, I was going to say that on Sunquist's goal. Um, I don't think Dunn got quite enough credit. Maybe he did. I didn't see it. Um, for that play, because he's a, he he made that play happen. He at the blue line, and really it could have gone very bad because oh, yeah. he he yeah. held it, held it, held it, and then dished it off at the last second as he's getting like attacked. Um, drew some defenders over and uh, over to, and tossed it to Pareko, who then uh, slipped it up to uh, uh, Sunquist. 
who turned and scored. So, and that that pulled some uh, players away. So, if that puck gets blocked, that that pass gets deflected, blocked, they're going two on zero, two on one the other way. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I as a as someone who's obviously played his whole life, uh, even though I'm not very good, uh, I hate hate when players do that. I've I've had so many guys that that'll straddle the blue line and just hold, 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 hold. And either they flip it to another uh, player on another team, or they lose it. They get poked, and then there's a two on zero the other way. Um, and that's what I was thinking was going to happen. Yeah. He he held on to that puck for far too long. But sometimes we forget how amazing that guy is with the puck. He has been even even in his worst games. It's still not really. I mean, he's made some bad passes, but his stick handling and his know how in the offensive zone has been phenomenal yeah. and, and to even question sometimes what he's doing. It's like, uh, uh, remember that you're the guy sitting on the couch and he's the guy that's out on people, the rink doing it. People have to remember too, that the players that, that have his skill set and they're able to pull off those, those really nice plays, the nice passes, the nice moves. Um, they, they have the skill set to pull that off. So they're doing it more often but it also means it's not going to work once in a while. So uh, right. sometimes that 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 nice pass point to point gets picked off. Uh, not often, but when it happens, it's noticeable because you're like, oh man, you can think to yourself, if you're going to make that play, it better happen because it's a it's a two on the other way or a breakaway the other way, or you know you're 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 passing across the slot trying to break out and you, you don't want to whiff on the pass to a guy that's hanging around, you know, but. So you're gonna see. You mentioned the occasional bad pass, which I think you're gonna see with any guy who tries the kind of stuff that Dunn tries, as much as he tries it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. And and, and another thing I love about that play is, and, and I think uh, John Kelly has said this on the air. Those two, Dunn and Pareko, they get it. They understand each other. They have such good chemistry together. And I think he knew. All right, I don't have to put this on his tape. All I have to do is get it in his vicinity and his reach is going to get that puck. And, you know, I'm going to draw these guys to me and just throw it over there. And I know he's going to do the right thing. And that's exactly what happened. And I just, you, you gotta, you gotta applaud a play like that. I mean, that's, that's just great know-how by, by Dunn and just good trust in his line mates. We've talked about this before. The, the Dunn pickup or the Dunn uh, realizing that we had a diamond in the rough with Dunn uh, is a big deal. He's like, oh, he's a really good defenseman, a really good offensive defenseman that we weren't counting on having. So, and he's cheap. <laughs> he's cheap, and yeah. he's uh, light years ahead of Jay Bowmeister at this point oh, God. in Bowmeister's career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> um, I thought the Blues forecheck against San Jose was fantastic. I thought I, that, that they had, it must have been, Two minutes. Oh yeah, we're looking at the the Crosby goal. Yeah, uh, just, <laughs> that's Jesus. sick. Isn't that sick? Twice in a week. Yeah. Well, the other one was double right, out the, of midair, but this one's right, the same thing. The Kurt Price. If anybody, yeah, right, exactly. The Kurt Price. Thank you. I did it first. Um, but yeah, we were watching the Crosby game. Uh, the Crosby goal. Tonight. The Crosby game. Well, it essentially, time game winner bats it out of the air on a rebound well, of his own shot. Yeah, he shot shot the puck off the far post. It, it flies back and out in the air towards him and he bats out of the mirror in the goal and scores it yeah so i still hate him i i, I don't i don't get that i don't i don't hate crosby i mean i mm. 
I uh, I get what, sorry, I get what people do. But anyway, your your opinion is not valid because you also don't hate Mike Milbury. I don't. What? I don't. I don't hate him. Oh my god. Well, he looks. He kind of looks like you, Bill. So I, I can't hey, really hate hey. him. <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> Oh no! Sorry, oh, I, I meant no. I meant Cam Neely. I meant Cam Neely. You look like Cam oh, Neely. Oh no, Bill! I think you are way better than this. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Oh, I mean, no. you know, thirty on. years from now, so, so I'm wearing the Providence College jersey in honor of Eric Foley. Okay. The Signer. Eric Foley signing yeah. today. Okay. Uh, when I went to Providence, I played in, in a uh, intramural hockey league, and my nickname on the team was Cam because. <laughs> Everybody on the team said Cam I Neely. Like Cam sure, Neely. yeah, I said that too. No. But actually, on the well, on Not our Mike Milbury, when uh, <laughs> when our team was snakes on a plane, and we had that website, and I had pictures of everybody else. Right, yours was Milbury. Yeah, well, I think at one point, mine for you, uh, another website was <laughs> Brian Leach. Right, mine was Brian Leach. I was called Brian Leach on the on the rink one time, which uh, I'll take. I. Can, I mm. Yeah, I I, I, had, I, like, I wore a half I, shield. I wore a half shield at the time too, so it was like yeah. you put that on me and it, it. So basically, in comparison, Bill looks like Cam Neely and I look like Magnus Pay Harvey. <laughs> yes, that's that's fair. Yes, that's real fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, as I was saying, the booze forecheck against San Jose, uh, I I hadn't seen him forecheck that well in a long time. They. What they it must have, a few different times in that game they had possession for it seemed like two minutes, they just they could not uh, San Jose could not clear the puck, uh, the Blues kept held the puck in held the puck in, and uh, it was that was a very impressive forecheck by the Blues. I was I was impressed by that. Yeah, I, I think against San Jose that's really the only way to beat them. You have to stop the the Brent Burns and the Vlasics and the, even the Paul Martins who's had you know kind of a a rough go this year, uh, being demoted for a while. They're good puck moving defensemen. You have to get on them quick. Otherwise they're going to get it up to those talented forwards right as they cross over their blue line. So getting on them fast, that's how you're going to beat them. And, um, that's another reason which we'll get into in a bit. And I don't mean to, to change anything here. So Bill probably has something to say about this, but, um, that's why I hope the blues get in the Pacific bracket of the playoffs because that's the only team I think that would really give the blues trouble. And they, I feel like they figured them out last night. Yeah. They barely beat them, but that's how you get past the sharks. You stop their defensemen from breaking out so quickly. Well, that's how the blues were. That's how people were stopping the blues, shutting down the, uh, the points from the uh, blue line. Yeah, I, you know, I totally agree with your point on the forecheck. The third period last night, we had two shifts where we just absolutely wore the defense for San Jose down. The forwards couldn't get the puck out. It was absolute domination. The last two games, we've played some just gritty, determined hockey to get huge points. That The game against Columbus... Just it was an incredible performance against a team that was you know, second or third hottest in the league, you know, apart from us. So the the way that they've been playing and skating and really just dogged on the puck in the offensive zone, that was that was the key to their success when they went to the conference finals two years ago. And if they play like that, 
they get into the playoffs, you know, whatever, you know, whatever seed, as long as it's not first round against Nashville, I like our chances. You mentioned uh, hot teams. The Like you said, uh, Columbus had won 10 in a row, and we beat them, stopped that streak. San Jose had won eight in a row, eight in a row and we stopped that streak. Yeah. So, And now we have our own six-game win streak. So after uh, after the uh, the Vancouver win, which you know Vancouver isn't very, I don't want to say a tough opponent because all thirty one teams are good, but um, I thought, man, going into Columbus, they're on such a roll, they're at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not not to to, to rehash a game that that uh, before the San Jose game, but I mean that it's the way they played was like this is a team determined. I mean, it wasn't. A lot of teams, even this this time of year, would sit back early to be like, all right, let's weather the storm. Let's let them come at us. They're playing at the top of their game. If we can get out of the first period uh, tied or down one, we'll be fine. We'll take it to them in the second. The Blues, I felt, came out to win that game. I mean, they came out. I mean, I'm not saying they, they dominated play, but – they did not sit back and let Columbus bring, bring bring the play to them. They're playing like a team who knows they have to make the playoffs, and 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 that that if they don't come out strong, they may not come out at all. Because we've seen that with this team, they have a bad start, they let in a goal early, and then they're deflated the rest of the game. They're not playing like that right now. No, and seeing them play this way is very encouraging for this roster. There were a f- there were a few games dur- during our six-game win streak that the other team scored first. Uh, we, we've come from behind a few times uh, uh, against San Jose, down one nothing and 2-1. to one. Uh, Came back in that game, and there were other games where we were down uh, in the third period. Two games in a row, wasn't it? In the third period, we tied it up and uh, won overtime. So, um, yeah, it doesn't seem to uh, matter anymore uh, if we get down. Uh, the team does not. Uh, uh, it just it almost rallies them. To it's answer. crazy. I mean, it's it's such a flip from what we were seeing. And, yeah. and like you said, you, if if people are are like listening to our shows late, you know, if they haven't heard our last episode, and then they hear this episode, they're like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah. what?" The tone of these guys has completely changed. It's because the tone of this team yeah. has completely changed. It's. It's really, I mean, again, it, it just shows you how one win in professional sports can completely change your outlook on a team, and and that's what's happening. This team, they they win the game against the Rangers, but I feel like that catapulted them. Again, I don't think momentum moves from game to game, but it gave them confidence, and, and they were able to move mm-hmm. into Chicago, know that it doesn't matter if they're down in that game. I mean, we don't need to. To, to go into great detail here, but that bullshit call at the end of the second yeah. when the Blues scored and twice and the, they didn't count either one and then they come right down and score a, a bad goal on Jake Allen. If that was two weeks ago, the Blues would have lost that game five to one. Five to, uh, I guess five to, uh, what, two, three, whatever. Um, they would have gotten blown out in that third period. But they came out with drive and said, we're still in this, boys. And and that's not something we were seeing just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that there there was like a complete lack of belief in the team, throughout the team, through the months of January and February. And you get to March and 
you know, Jay Bomeister goes down <laughs> in, uh, you know, the second game of the, uh, the month. And for whatever reason, um, you know, the team a couple games later just starts clicking and yeah, it's, it is, it's night and day over a two week period. I mean, we were, we were ready to, you know, talk about, you know, who should the blues, uh, how far should the blues fall in the draft? you know and now we're it's exciting yeah. hockey again yeah some people are talking uh, oh maybe we can get in the the bottom 10 to keep our first rounder this year um and yeah, what was that uh new jersey last year that that dropped yeah like 10 and, spots or something yeah and got the number one overall pick right no they got the number was it number one or was it number two i thought they, they got number one, uh, number one. you're right they were number one <clears throat> uh tarasenko had two goals in this game and the, including the game winner in overtime. Yeah. So Puck he started going in for him again. Yeah, he's got uh, three straight games. He has goals, uh, four goals total over those three games. And what a It's setup. not just that the, the puck has started going in for him. It's that he's been hitting the damn net again. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, they go hand in hand. Right. <laughs> right. The, but, I want to say it, it might have been the Rangers game, maybe the Blackhawks game. He had two or three ridiculous chances and just could not find the back of the net. I mean... They, they ended up winning those games. One of them, that he had wide open net and missed. Again, I don't remember which game that was. Uh, there was another time where he had a, a great chance from the wing, missed the net. And it was just every chance he was getting, he could not find that accuracy that we've known him to have in the past. And now all of a sudden he found it again. And that's, I mean, that's huge for this team. It's Obviously you want your goal scorer scoring but it's also giving him confidence. If if he would have ended this season the way he was not scoring two weeks ago, I'd be really concerned about him in the future. But right now, the way he's playing, the way, again, even if they miss the playoffs, the way that he's been finding the net, that that makes me not worried about him for future seasons. And uh, Saboka's play in overtime? Oh, man. That, <laughs> the, the whole play on the game winning goal, you know, to, to put a four check on pressure, the puck, get the turnover. And then the backhand, no look pass across the crease. Just, <laughs> it was beautiful. I, yeah. You know, to, uh, to kind of, uh, reinvigorate my, uh, tweet from a few games back at the uh, beginning of the winning streak. Say it with me. I love Sub- Vladimir Saboka. Saboka. <laughs> yeah, right. First, the, the, the first one was, Patrick Berglund. Right. And, right. And I, I, yeah, I got a lot of uh, hate. For I had that, a hard so. time. I had a hard time reading that. I was like, oh. But he's, Patrick Berglund's March numbers have always They're, been good. Yeah. Which, you know what? Uh, I'm th- in March, I'm thankful for, but in January, I'm cussing him out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, come yeah. on. Well, and Jake Allen. Like, I, I, how many times have I said on this show this year? Just do not play Jake Allen in the months of January and February. Bring him back in March. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I, I mean, uh, and it's, it's confounding. And Allen in this game was great again. Uh, and uh, Allen, here's Allen's numbers this season. Uh, after his really nice run here, um, his GAA is two point six seven, which is still pretty high. Uh, save percentage of nine oh eight, which is still pretty low. Um, he's he's one eight of nine. Uh, before that, he had lost 17 of 19. And before that, he had won 8 of 10. 
it doesn't get much more up and down than that. Granted, the team, that's how the team was playing in front of him too, to some degree. But uh, his, 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 just visually watching him play, his play is, 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 his winning streak there is, is reflective of how he was actually playing too. So um, it wasn't just the team in front of him. Speaking uh, of goaltending, are you guys seeing what's going on in Chicago right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm just reading that on Twitter. What happened? Oh, They're on to their fifth string goalie, emergency backup, who played really? 15 years ago at Western Michigan University. <laughs> really? Playing it, in his first NHL game. Is that are they playing right now? Yes. Let's Apparently their uh, their goalie call oh, shouldn't have even heard of this guy, Colin Delia. Right. He was he's uh, the fourth string guy. Yeah, he left with an injury, which you know that if if they're putting in an emergency backup, it's a serious injury. Yep. So it finally happened. I've been saying for years, I can't wait to see one of these guys actually have to face NHL shots. And it's happening right now. And the Hawks are winning six to two. That's insane. He's get. Oh, I mean, he won't get the win, but I mean, that's. <laughs> but he could get the loss. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, dude, Apparently, he made. It looks like he made a save on. Uh, uh, looks like he made a save on Line A already. Oh, the, the hottest goal scorer in the NHL, dude. God, he could never play another hot game again and say. Yeah, I, I stopped Patrick Line one time. Yeah. That's fantastic. Good for him. I hope I hope he doesn't allow a goal. That is that is uh, God, oh, that, that's, yeah. that's every every goalie that didn't make its dream. That's wait, unreal. Wait, I cannot believe hurt? this is happening. I played goalie twenty years ago. God Bill, what would what would happen well, I mean seriously, like walk me through that if we that game we went to against Winnipeg. Yeah. They were like, hey, uh, uh, both our goalies just got hurt. Anyone in the crowd who can play goal, come downstairs right now. So and you winning goal for the Blues. Right. So <laughs> how would you feel? So I, w- I would totally volunteer to do it. But I, I've known for a long time that every arena, every city has a guy who has agreed to be on call. Yep. For right. the longest time for the Blues, it was Lindsey Middlebrook, who actually played in the NHL for the Rangers in the late 70s. And he's the guy that uh, was the, the hockey guy at Johnny Max. Um, he, uh, I went to his goalie school uh, a couple of times in uh, the mid-90s. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that that I always had that dream, you know, to you know go to a game and, oh, Vincent Riendo's injured. <laughs> and uh, Pat Jablonski or Jeff Sargent's testicle ruptured. Get in there. <laughs> oh. Well, now it's the famous Tyler Stewart. Yes. Who, uh, who uh, is also known as Daddy Padre on the morning after and who was a uh, Doug Vaughn's known enemy. Enemy? Enemy. I've been drinking tonight. <laughs> but uh, uh, Moran Allen, he's the second star of the week this week, or this last week, because uh, he went 3 0 0 during the week and with a 1 0 GAA and a 9 5 9 save percentage. So, but uh, Allen's current numbers being what they were, but they are 267 GAA and 908 save percentage um, after this really nice streak he's had. Um, just kind of amplify how bad his numbers were before <laughs> and how much of a turnaround he's been because he's been really, really good uh, these past nine games plus, uh, probably 10 games, I guess. But uh, he, and it, it really hasn't affected his numbers a whole lot. So, 
Uh, no Bowmeister, no Gunnarsson, no problem. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Bowmeister goes down. The Blues lose to San Jose 2-0 in the next game, but then win eight of the next nine. Coincidence? So, I don't I don't think so. Because think so. Uh, because earlier in the season... When he was out. When the Blues, we were, the were, Blues were playing great hockey when he was out. Right. Um, and then when he came back, then they struggled. Um, and the Blues record with Bowmeister in the lineup this season is not good. <laughs> and it's pretty outstanding with him out of the lineup. So, granted, there are other factors that come into play, obviously. But um, you know, I'm not gonna tempt fate and and uh, look a gift horse in the mouth. If it's if it's something as simple as not playing Bowmeister to win games, then you do that. And well, I, I had this discussion last night with a couple of my teammates in the locker room about you know it's not it for me and and everyone knows I'm not a Bowmeister fan, but for me it's not so much that Bowmeister isn't playing; it's the fact that he gets so many minutes a night. For a guy at his skill level at his age, he's taking away minutes from the guys who actually are earning it and deserve it. So now that he's out, we're seeing Colton Pareko play more. We're seeing Vince Dunn play more. We're seeing Joel Edmondson, who's back in the lineup, play more. I mean, these are the guys who deserve to be on the ice against some of the top players in the league. And because they're playing more, the Blues are getting more sound defense. So again, it's not so much a knock at Bowmeister. It's just the fact that he doesn't belong out there against those top guys anymore. And these other guys do. And now that they're out there against them, the Blues have a better chance of, of not allowing a goal. And I hope, hope that that means that the mindset for the defense next year is going to change that. Hey, Jay, it's your last season with the Blues. You might get another NHL contract, but it's not going to be with us. You're getting third-line minutes. You're getting third-pairing minutes. Probably not. They'll probably still throw him out there with Petrangelo for whatever reason. But right now, this is the way I like the defense to look. You know what? Uh, I, I agree with you. Um, with the Chicago game being 6-2, to two, what it is right now, I'm kind of pissed because I uh, I put money in my Bovada account <laughs> and I was going to bet on Chicago tonight. I was like, yeah, I'll bet on Chicago to beat Winnipeg. I'll just put like 10 bucks on Chicago and I didn't do it. <laughs> I could have won like 50 bucks or something. God, is there a prop bet for emergency backup gets in? No, I, I didn't you, see that at all. <laughs> I would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know what, son of a... I, I could have bet the over too because... Uh, it's yeah. over with the, I think the, the over under was like a five and a half. It's uh yeah. So seven shots faced seven saves and a couple of yeah. pretty decent yeah. ones. Yep. So he's played well. <laughs> um, that would have, uh, when did he go in? He just went in, right? Like, yeah. It was the, uh, um, a couple of minutes into the third period. Yeah. Oh, and that, yeah, that's a good, good point. If I had known that he was going to uh, uh, have to play, <laughs> I'd have been like, and still had money on Chicago. Oh, son of a... <laughs> oh, well. Shoot. Um, so, uh, playoffs, guys. Um, six games left uh, in the standings. We are currently the uh, first wild card spot. Um, we do have a shot at third place in the division. Do we want it? No. No. I agree. No, we I, do. I don't I don't want to go up against Winnipeg in the first round. We uh we ran a poll earlier today and uh Twitter agrees. Eighty one percent 
uh, want to face Vegas. 11% would prefer to face Winnipeg. 8% wants to play Nashville. Who's that 8%? Um, um, that's, as, well, I mean, aside from being, well, aside from being, hey, I want to play Nashville revenge from last year, or, you know, I hate Nashville, I want to play them. I get that aspect of it. But it's over. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Foster was it seven for seven? Seven yeah. for seven. And they mobbed him. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Asked. God, that's, that's so cool. That's awesome. Um. So. Uh. Uh. Spit. You know what? Forget about what I said about Aaron Dell getting the big contract. Now it's going to be Scott Foster. <laughs> uh. No. I mean, uh, you got to figure though that that poll that we took. I mean, it was answered by three people, and they're all in this room right now talking. Oh, there were a lot. There were a lot of votes. What are you I talking about? I know. There was at least nine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot more than that. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I mean, I actually said that a couple years ago, um, the year that they they beat the Hawks. I remember we had that discussion and said, "Who do you want in the first round?" And I don't remember who the choices were, but obviously one of them was the Blackhawks. And I said, "Bring on the Blackhawks." Me too. Um, yeah. I want to see the Blues beat the Blackhawks because they need to get that revenge. But I will say now, with how with how strong the Predators are, I think this is the, one of the strongest teams to come out of the West in a probably since the Blackhawks the last time they won the Cup. Um, I don't want to play Nashville. Ooh. I want to take the easy route. Yep. I, I said it earlier in the show. I hope the Blues get in the Pacific bracket. Because I think they can take down Vegas. I think they can take down the Kings if they make it in. Um, I think they can take down the uh, um, the other top seed over there, San Jose. But yep. the problem is I think San Jose is their biggest competition over there. Um, but I still think Nashville is the class of the West. I think Winnipeg's right behind them. Um, I don't want to face either of those teams. Plus, I don't want to play a motivated Paul Stastny. They give him third star. They give him third star. They give Foster third star. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Beautiful. It's, I, you know, it, it's tough to uh, admire uh, anything about the Blackhawks, but uh, got to give them props on this. This is, they're they're doing it right. You see what uh, Steve O. Uh, Twitter on Twitter, uh, Outhouse posted uh, a bumper sticker we sold on LetsGoBlues.com years ago. It says, "I I accelerate for Red Wings Red Wings fans, go Blues." Huh. <laughs> nice. Some LetsGoBlues.com nostalgia. Yeah, that's that was a long time ago. That's funny. Should bring that back. Uh, actually, sorry, no. He was first star of the game. Seabrook was first the third star. star Yurko the second, and emergency goaltender Scott Foster the first star. <laughs> that's that's a little. I like it. That's it. I, yeah, the, the stars don't mean anything. Yeah, um, and, it just and it's it's yeah, yeah. It, it's that's cool. Yeah, I mean he 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 will likely never play in another game. So give him the number one star. That's cool. That's the big story of the game anyway. Why not make him the number one star? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so if we if we if we did finish in the second wild card spot, we would face Nashville. Um, and if we finished, uh, and if we then finished in the first wild card spot, we would then face Vegas, uh, based on how the standings are now. Which they, I mean, with Minnesota winning, um, that it doesn't worry me that we would catch them quite as much. I mean, there's only a few games left, so 
Um, I I want Vegas. I, I that's that's and we mentioned we kind of uh, tweeted back and forth today, Jeff, about that. Uh, how we both wanted Vegas, you know, of the three teams, uh, for some time. So I I want nothing to do with Nashville. Winnipeg is a beast at home. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I mean, I, I, yeah. Even when the the Vegas Golden Knights were on top of their game and they were winning seemingly every single night, I still would have said, "Give me Vegas," because yeah, they're yeah they're right in the high of you know being the the first expansion team to um, to to uh, win their division in the NHL. Well, besides obviously the year that all expansion the expansion teams six own yeah division. yep um but yeah i mean there's they're gonna rig right in that high and you got to figure the first two games are gonna be tough but i really feel like the blues in really any wild wild card team would have a good chance against them just because they're inexperienced as a playoff team and i know that we said that in the regular season well they're inexperienced and they still came out and won a bunch of games but we know what Nashville is. We know what Winnipeg is. Sorry, Vegas, as good as you are, you're still a new team. We don't know what you are until we see you in the playoffs. So, you know, and players like David Perron, who are having a very good season, are notorious for not showing up in the playoffs. So, that, that's there's that aspect of it too. So, right. because the playoffs are a completely different animal. Right. So the the two the two guys that come to mind when you talk about uh, decent regular season performers that don't show up in the playoffs. Mark Andre Fleury, you know he had he had the one really good series uh, last year um, for Pittsburgh, but he was notorious for giving up series. Um, you know he lost out to a 21 year old Matt Murray yeah. two years ago, and uh, you know that's why he's in Vegas now. But that's that's huge. If Vegas doesn't get the goaltending, that that's going to be insane but say the blues do get vegas in the first round you know the season ends tonight that's where we're at do you do you want your team staying in las vegas (laughs) over a a two-game series there for five days the Blues are going to be the first team to test those waters. <laughs> I, I'm not comfortable. How much with that. trouble can you get into? In a... Right, I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that. That's 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 kind of the the sideshow story. But man, do you you know do you, I don't know, do you like make them stay in Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I no. That's I mean I'm hopefully the Blues continue their play and hopefully they. Right. Hold on to their spot, right? Um, which we're not taking anything. For no, granted. about a ninety percent chance of making the playoffs, according to right. various websites. So um, it sounds good, uh, but you know, Blues fans know otherwise that shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. don't I mean, don't count your chickens uh, before they're hatched or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the the remaining schedule. Isn't the last game is against Colorado? Last game is against Colorado. Uh, two before that are against Chicago. And so Chicago, I, Chicago with a fifth string goalie just knocked <laughs> off the Jets. Right. Yeah. In in Chicago. And uh, uh, you, you know how Blackhawks and Blues games go. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how bad a team is. It's, I mean, the, it's the other team gets up for it. So, yep. 
Um, that it, it showed the other day uh, when we we had it, it took overtime to beat them. So, I you know maybe at the end of the season, I don't know. Teams love to play spoilers, so and hopefully it does not come down to that. Hopefully it's not a thing where the Blues have to win at least one in Chicago and then uh, hope to get one point in Colorado or something stupid like that. Because that well, game's in Colorado too, right? Right, and then you know tomorrow night we're in Vegas. Yes, that which is a playoff preview, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean you you got to figure too that the Blues are licking their chops for Vegas, like they the players know that's who they want. I mean, yeah, they're it's not like they're gonna score Nashville and be like, oh well, we're done. But I'm just saying they they know like the fans do, like the coaches do, like the media does. The team that you want to face in the first round is the Vegas Golden Knights, and they're gonna they're gonna be up for that game tomorrow night to say we're gonna show you if you play us in the first round, well, it's not gonna be an easy match for you. Well, the Blues really should have should have beat them the first time they played them this season. That, they yeah. did. Oh, that overtime. Right, and the second oh. game, this and they beat them the second time. So they played them twice, and the Blues should have won the first game. They outplayed them, and the second game they won. So the Blues have played really well against Vegas this season so far. So they got that going for him. Which is nice. <laughs> Which is nice. <laughs> um, I guess we can uh do we want to open the show up to listeners or we're we gonna wrap it up here. Let's see. We yeah, can do let's uh let's open the show. Open it up. Do I think we have some tweets to respond to probably? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me uh go ahead and read the first one here that I got uh from Brian Roberts, uh, which you can follow on Twitter at B A R O five three three seven. Um, hopefully that's not his birthday, March 3rd of 1937. Um, he, uh, he tweets us. I think this was when I made the comment about hopefully earlier in the show, when I said, hopefully the blues can get in the Pacific bracket. Uh, he says, won't matter, be one and done anyways, but think better chance to win is Vegas. Um, I, as much as I hate to say it, I agree with him that the blues end up playing the predators or even the jets. Uh, I think that's a first round loss, but again, I think if they get in that Pacific bracket, could be a Western Conference team. Now you could argue that's a good or a bad thing because a lot of us are wanting change, which I still do. I I think there still needs to be a large change with this team over the summer, and if you go to the Western Conference final, that might not happen. But um, uh, you know, I still think. We all, I mean, we're, this is a sport. We're all fans. And, and then, you know, yeah, it's a business, but you want your team to succeed. You want your team to make revenue. You want your team to, to make money. Um, and they're going to do that if they make the Western Conference final. Um, we've got uh, some of these are some of these uh, social media fails are from last week's show that we didn't get to. So I can read some of these, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's, I can do... <laughs> um, I'm going to do the one on the bottom here. Uh, on the thread posted after they lost to Colorado. Okay. Gary Elberg. This, and this is in the on the Blues official Facebook page. Uh, social media. In... in- Get the context right here. This is back when the world was ending. Right. The, the, was the world was ending. Um... Gary Elberg says they're not going to make the playoffs. Let that sink in. Dump the dead weight. So, this is a tweet that did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I went. But I, I 
I don't usually do this, but I clicked on Gary's Facebook page, and the last two public posts he's made are foods that look like vaginas. <laughs> and they're a week apart. It's not like he got, like, he did it 30 minutes apart. No, he did this one week, and then a week later, he did it again with a different food item. <laughs> so, uh, plus, his banner image is a fruit that looks like a vagina. This is a grown-ass man, too. It's not a kid. <laughs> stay, Uh-oh. stay classy, Gary. Yeah, we're going, we're, we're <laughs> going a couple layers into Facebook for the social media. Plans. I just thought it was funny. I don't know why I clicked on his name. I clicked on his name. And I'm like, well, this guy's obsessed with food that looks like vaginas. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, good for him. I guess he, he found his calling. Facebook vagina images. Um, uh, and then, well, I mean, we don't. I don't know if you want to go through all of them, but the one that I like that we we pulled out because uh, I'm an English major. Uh, well, English graduate, I guess. From uh, Joaquin Eric Momquist from uh, the upcoming roast of Darren Pang on the Blues official Facebook page. He says, the blues is a joke. <laughs> well, all the those... blues <laughs> is a joke. All of those are in response to the upcoming roast of Darren Pang. David Kelly says, the first half was great, then the wheels fell completely off and the dumpster fire started. Which is weird. Just, mixed, it, it, mixed metaphors? Like, yeah, it's like, well, what's the... Okay, this is not what we're talking about. Next guy, Michael Hudson... Why do we have a Blackhawk a Blackhawk announcing our games? <laughs> I guess he's talking about old check. No, I was no, talking, no, about talking about Pang. No, Pang. Pang's been only been doing this for what ten years with us or well, something like that. Well, that and the fact that before this he was an NHL announcer right. for fifteen years. And he's just now realizing this. Pang's been our color guy for a long time now. Um, I have no even if. Jeremy Roenick started calling the Blues games. That would not be my first problem with it. Oh, he's a former Blackhawk. <laughs> the fact that I don't like him as an announcer. Like, that's your argument <laughs> if that's really the problem you want to take. And then Joaquin says the Blues is a joke. And then Jim Rink says Pang sucks. And then Garen Thoreau says, God, I have listening to him. <laughs> and then Christopher Rees says, thank God. None of these make any sense or they're stupid. It's just all it's just retarded. Just insanely stupid things that are being said about uh, so talk sh- about the roast <laughs> for God's sake. Social yeah, media fails on the official account. God, it's it's like if, uh, if for those that, that have done this, if you want good entertainment, you go to the STL Today stories and you read the articles and you read the comments and you're just like, oh my God, what is wrong with people? It's the same way with the Blues Facebook page. Any post they make. There are so many. I mean, that's where we got the the why not Bennington. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a call up for I think it was a defenseman like uh, 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 Chris Butler or something, and somebody responded with why not Bennington because he's a damn goalie. <laughs> I mean, it, you see this on every single time Blues post on Facebook. Did you read the first one, Jeff? The Blues Lounge one. I didn't read it on the show. Oh, okay. No. Okay. So, and the last one we'll do here is uh, the St. Louis Blues Lounge. Uh, when they're discussing lineup changes, Rob Gil- Gilbert, or Gilbert, Gilbert, Rob Gilbert, Gilbert. sorry. Rob Gilbert, well, yeah, it's a hockey show. Rob Gilbert, uh, I wouldn't change anything. 
until we start losing, even if Fabry miraculously came back tomorrow. You wouldn't want Fabry back in the lineup if he over came back tomorrow Thorburn. over Thorburn Sunquist. or or Sunquist. <laughs> Give me a break, you idiot. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. The Blues are winning and they're playing great. You got to keep it up. You got to you got to keep things going the right way. I mean, I like the way they've been playing. I think that they're going to find a way to win every game because that's just what this team does. They just know how to win. They just know how to keep going and and play the way they can play. I mean, that's what you got to do. Social media influencer. Mm. Oh, was that what I was doing? Oops, sorry. Mm. Kind of obvious. Give me thrist Chris Thorburn every day as long as they're winning. <laughs> Yikes! I'm gonna retweet this here from uh, Mr. Ott because I like it. That bumper sticker is good stuff. <clears throat> was that our our buddy, not Steve Ott, but that is Steve, Steve Ott. Ott. That is Steve Ott. Steve Ott, the not not the former not the, player, right? No, no, the, it's Steve Ott, the Steve Ott. the yes, I went to high school with Steve Ott, yes. That works where Jeff and I work. Oh yeah, right. He does, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. A Steve Ott, not Steve Ott reference, right? <laughs> <clears throat> so we had. I thought we had a question. We do. We do have a question. Um, it is from. Well, okay, Brian Robert, Brian Roberts says won't matter when we about the poll who the Blues who do who would you rather the Blues play um, Nashville, Winnipeg, or Vegas? And he said it won't matter, be one and done anyways. But think better chance to be to win is Vegas. Brian Roberts, not the most optimistic of Blues fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, he's, which he's been conditioned well. Yeah, he has. Um, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, there, if, if, the, if there's six games left, if the Blues finish off winning five of six, you know, five of last six, and have won eleven of twelve, going to the playoffs or something crazy, and they're playing really good hockey, getting really good goaltending, I, I wouldn't really understand a post like that at that time necessarily. I mean, I understand that that the team didn't play well for large chunks of the season, but they're playing really well right now like they did earlier in the season to start the season. So I think I, I wouldn't really understand the negativity to that point where there's just like no hope. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, if you're playing that well, if you won 11-12 going to the playoffs and getting really good goaltending, you've got a shot against anybody, to be honest. So we'll see. Uh, we also had a question from... from Let's see. Um, oh, is it better to be down to the wire and have people on edge or relaxed at game 77? This is from Kelly Wilson at Kelly Sue Wilson on Twitter. I think it's a little from column A and a little from column B. Uh, I think. No, it's a, it's an A or B question. Yeah. It's not both. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't do that. Right. This, isn't it's a, a, it's a, this isn't a buffet. <laughs> you you got to pick one, Jeff. Come on. Quit riding <laughs> the fence, politician. Get off this show. Now go ahead. Call me, call, me, call me John Kerry. Um, wow. No, I, I think that you want to have some competition. I, I mean, I think every year the problem that the, the, the Washington Capitals have is they don't play meaningful games from December on. And then they hit the playoffs and it's they got to hit the reset button, which is hard to do. Um, but I will say that I think it's good to have a little comfort um, if you're jockeying for position, 
in the playoffs. If it's like, well, we think we're going to make it here, but uh, we're going to, you know, we're, uh, we're hang on a second. Sorry. Go ahead. You guys take it on. We're doing a show here. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. He's got life going on in his house. Oh, I hate when life gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. um, so Put her on the show. All right. Um, yeah. So, um, so I think my answer to the question is it is it better specifically for the Blues? I think it's better for it to be going down to the wire, you know, because the hey, somebody wants to join the show. Hey, uh, say let's go Blues. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. She's let's so. Go blues. She's oh, so. There shy. you go. That sounds forced to me. I don't That's buy it. You, yeah. you said you wanted her to join the I show. I don't buy it. Sorry, Bill. Go ahead. Is she a Bowmeister fan? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who wears the Berglund jersey in the house? <laughs> I asked her if she's a Bowmeister fan. She said, fuck no. Okay. <laughs> Appropriate response. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> you were saying? So, so I think for, for this team, you know, this this is not a, you know, not just because, you know, we played shitty hockey for two months and we're happy to be here. We're happy to be pushing to get into the playoffs. But I think for this group, it's not a dominant team. So you want them to be playing with desperation as much as possible to get used to that mentality. I mean, it's like, you know, you think back to the Kings the year that they they barely got in the playoffs shouldn't have gotten the playoffs because of that extra second they got in the mm-hmm. against won the cup Columbus. yeah they won the cup and they played with desperation after game three they were down three nothing to uh, san jose in the first round came back won four straight you want the team that's that's firing you know playing from desperation as you get into the playoffs, you know, I think last year, you know, we had, when we got down to the end, we were resting players and, you know, the, uh, it took, uh, you know, it seemed like it, it took them a little bit to get started. And I forget what year it was, but a couple of years ago we had it wrapped up and just really didn't get it going. I think that was the, the Minnesota series, Yeah, you know, that we, we just couldn't find that extra gear. And right now they've got it. Keep humming. Keep going at this rate. I agree. I uh, I think I think uh, with the way the Blues had played uh, during the middle of the season, and and that being not well, um, I think this this you this team is playing with urgency right now. So I think that that uh, they have to play this way. They had to. They they had to run off five, six, seven in a row to get back into the playoffs, and they did it. So. Um, I think that's a good sign that, uh, that they, uh, that they're basically, they've been playing the, you hear this every year, you know, the, the last, however many games, it's gotta be playoff hockey, treat like a game seven, all the number of teams have to do that every year and the blues are doing it this year. So, um, you know, and they're beating they're and they're winning They're whether it be overtime, I don't care. They're winning. So, uh, I like the fact that when the pressure's on this team is playing its best hockey of the season or close to it. So it's, I, I like it. I agree with you guys. What? I mean, I won't finish my comment because I got interrupted uh, <laughs> rudely by life. 
apparently, I let the dog in without wiping his paws, so that was the issue. Oh, rookie that, dog owner mistake. That couldn't have waited until the show was over. I know. That's what I said. God, women, right? I know. Um, Don't get me started, please. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I, I. The point I was wanting to make was you want your team playing meaningful games. But I think you want them to to start doing it uh, much sooner. Oh, yeah. So for the Blues, they started playing these meaningful games, playing them like they're meaningful games a little later than we would have liked. I think if they were already set in a playoff spot now, maybe like where Minnesota is, but just jockeying for position, that's kind of what you want at this point. Yep. And the Kings almost scored like three times in a matter of about four seconds. Yeah, it's just a terrible <laughs> giveaway. Yeah. Like Dustin Brown standing alone, I think it was him, standing alone in the slot. And the Coyotes <laughs> player just chipped it to him. Yep, right to him. So in a game that's pretty important uh, as far as the Blues are concerned, uh, Coyotes and Kings tied at one uh, second period. So. And Blues in uh, Phoenix Saturday night. So Yeah. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can do us a couple of favors and win this one and lose Saturday. Based on our how our record is in the in the second half of back to backs, and the fact that it's Phoenix, we sh- if we lose that game, yeah, that's a yeah. That well, was- you can say what you want about Arizona, but but they've actually oh. since since January one they've played very very well. <clears throat> so that's going to be a tougher game than you might think. Okay. Yeah, and let's look at Jeff getting all proper and calling them by their right name. <laughs> <laughs> we both called him Phoenix, didn't we? I was going to say, yes, you did. I was going to say, what are they doing in Phoenix? The game's uh, in Glendale. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever. They'll, they'll always be the uh, Jets to me. <laughs> There's Jets and what, Jets the sequel? They're still, they're still Billy Joel to me. Yeah, so if anybody wants to join us and uh, talk some hockey, uh, the lines are open, as they say. Um, I tweeted out the link, so go to a, on Twitter, go to on Twitter and and grab the link. I didn't put it on the site this time. Find us on the Twitters. I'm getting away from putting that stuff on the sites, actually. So, so um, kind of, I guess maybe last part of a discussion, unless somebody joins us. Um, question for you guys. Carter Hutton, uh, hypothetically, doesn't play a game the rest of the season. What happens in the summer with the Blues goaltending? I think he will play a game before well, the season's I'm over. Say, let's but just say Jake Allen closes out the year. That's what I'm saying. Playing he well like, like, like he is game. now? Like he is, he's, Okay, playing well like he is now? Um, God. You know, I mean, a couple weeks ago I was like, I the rumor was that Armstrong was tired of Allen's yearly hiatus and wanted to move him. But like I said, I, I at the time I'm like I don't know who takes the guy playing the way he is with his salary the way it is and his contract the way it is. So uh, I I oh they scored. Yep, Arizona scores Max Domi. up Beautiful two to one. Backhander, nice. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be huge if they could win this game. Yeah. Um. I what I want to happen, what I think is going to happen, are two different things. I think I think uh, I think the Blues will stick with Allen. I don't think I don't I I now I don't have any answers as far as who they would 
get in place of him if they they moved him or if they're whatever but um yeah i we're talking about after the i don't want to after the, yeah, season after, season I, the off season yeah, i don't i, I don't want to be knee-jerk here and say oh my god i'm level down i'll keep him now because mm. the almost the entire season i was like i was done with him i just like i'm tired of it um I this mean, shouldn't change that for me this it, this six game nine games it depends who you know who's the replacement i know that's what i'm saying and i don't know that that's 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 a huge deal right i, I mean, know because if if we if philly huso was you know declared nhl ready next year i would be i would say you know okay let's i oh I, i'm ready to part ways with jake i'm i'm done with him you know i but he's got what another two years on contract is four it, is it four yeah i, guess, I think his new contract oh. his new contract starts next year yeah i, I guess i'm a little too optimistic <laughs> given uh, that's that's why i don't think he's gonna move anywhere right because i mean unless right. he you know what it, but to be honest if Allen finishes the season strong like he's been playing and say he single-handedly wins the first round um then all of a sudden his value is high again yeah so i mean i, I don't know it yeah. really if 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 his value goes up move him because I, I still don't I would. think I don't think he's long term. He is he has never demonstrated consistency. Yeah, that's not. And I'm not saying he couldn't be consistent, but I'm tired of the the carousel of consistently being inconsistent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I just I don't want to go through it again. Now, yeah, sure. Next year he maybe he does get it together and put together a full solid season. But, seen it yet. but that's not been the pattern with him so I'm, far. I'm so. tired of waiting. Yeah, I'm me too. Uh, he has a pattern that I don't like, and I don't want to do it again. And, and yeah. uh, Bill, I'm with you. I know that we can say, hey, just don't play him in, in January and February, but he's paid <laughs> to be a starter in the NHL. No, absolutely. I mean, you, absolutely. And I'm not, I know you kind of say that tongue-in-cheek, but you just you can't do that. You can't say every year, well, we got to know that we're going to give our starter a, a mental break. Even if you're paying a guy to Baloney. be a 1A, 1B, you can't expect that. And and I think, and I do think, and I know that, that we've complained about Armstrong a lot on this year or on this uh, podcast, and I'm definitely not his biggest fan, but that it, there is one thing he doesn't do, and that's sit back and wait in uh, the summer to see what happens. I think he will still actively... Uh, try to move Allen, and I'm 100% on board with that. I mean, I, again, it depends on what the alternative is because we don't know what that is at this point. But I just hope it's not Hutton Huso. Um, yeah, I don't. I Hutton's don't. played great. Yeah, he and, has. I, and I commend him for proving me wrong in every way because I was not a fan of his sighting. But if you think that it's going to be Hutton Huso and you're going to have a winning team next year. I'm not on board with that. So, but if, but if the alternative is something like bringing in another guy who can be your starter, that's just as good as Jake is now, but for all season, I'm on board with that. I have no problem. Like you've said a thousand times, Kurt, I just want somebody in net who's going to give us the chance to win games. I don't care who that is. So if you can find somebody that can do that 82, well, not 82 games a year, but you know what I mean? Throughout the season. Great. Uh, but if the alternative again is just going to be, well, we'll re-sign Hutton and bring up Huso, I'd rather keep Jake and see if he can do it uh, for a full season next year. 
That would make me nervous. The whole season, I I would almost be waiting for him to crumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? I I, I it it was, it was kind of weird this year. I, I'm still actually waiting for him to crumble back to where he was. I, I I I'm I'm very. He makes me very nervous still. Um, but mm-hmm. he has been fan. He's been really really good. Um, the past ten plus games here. So I. I I, I I'm thankful for that because he's a big part of the reason the reason why the Blues are back in the in the race now. But I, I'm not I'm, I'm just tired of the roller coaster. All right, so so this may not be the off season to do it. So here are the available free agent goaltenders. <laughs> I didn't think I don't nothing was coming to my mind, so yeah. I didn't think there was anything out there. Ilya Brzgalov, so, Jimmy uh, Waite. Well, yeah, because they're retired. So you had to make a trade then. You, 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 yeah, so it, it would have to be. It would have to be acquiring somebody else's. Yeah. But Kari Lettinen is rated the number one goalie. Letting him in. Yep. And uh, no, he, no he, thanks. He just lost tonight. Uh, our good buddy Nick Yaroslav Halak. Oh no, he's number two. No, Robin Lehner. This is the one guy on the list that intrigues me. Put him. Uh, put him. You know, about Dell. with a good friend, yeah. with, with a good defense in front of him. I was just going to say Aaron Dell or Scott Foster. Let's give them a shot. Yeah, so <laughs> Dell's not on the list. But, um, yeah, Mrazek, Cam Ward, uh, Jonathan Bernier, Eddie Lack, Chad Johnson, Connor Hellebuck, but no way. No way is he going free agent. He's an he, RFA. He's, he's an too, RFA, right? right. Yeah. Yeah, and so is Laner and Mrazek. But yeah, it's there's there's not a whole lot out there. Carter Hutton is on this list, and he's ranked fifteenth. So, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, so it has to be a trade. And you, how often do you see good goalies get traded? Yeah. If it came down to Robin Lehner or Jake Allen, I'd rather give Jake another shot, just because I, I don't think Lehner's a bad goalie, but I haven't seen him prove it consistently either. Yeah, but and he's had a well lot worse defense in front of him. Yeah, no, I, I I tend to agree with you there. And if you know, if the plan is to transition away from Jake Allen, then do a one A one B with Billy uh, uh, Huso next year. I I don't even assuming I, I, he's ready. I don't. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think they could move Allen. Like I said, unless he has a finish the season like he's been playing now and kicks ass in the playoffs. I don't think they could trade him. For, and get and get something to help them in net. I don't think they. I don't think happen. Yeah, I mm. agree. I, uh, uh, it's frustrating. But yeah, this I, will be a topic. I'm sure uh, oh yeah. in coming episodes. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the off season if we have a show or two. Uh, okay. I think. We, side note: We should try to have one or two more shows this summer. We, uh, especially if something happens, we'll have a show. Yeah, I think last year we had one off-season show. We should try to do one or two more. Well, we had the uh, expansion draft show. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was fun. That's what I'm talking about. That was fun. <laughs> that was a good time. That was. We didn't have Bill for that episode. No, that was at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. Yeah, so, I, so it was fun. Um, I think I was traveling for work for that. Mm. That was um, July. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I was up in Minnesota for work. Well, that's uh, that's peak time for your street corner you're at. <laughs> yeah, the bu- bunny suit wearing street corner walking. I keep forgetting <laughs> we're not supposed to talk about that. Don't talk about these things. <laughs> First rule about street walking in a bunny suit is don't talk about street walking in a bunny suit. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I'm I saying don't think is, well. All I'm saying is I know the assholes that look at people that do that kind of thing, um, you know, at least in, in our, our corporate world. Because I am them. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I am my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our next show... Um, it can't be Wednesday because that's Wednesday night rivalry night with the Blackhawks, unless we do a post game show, which probably. All right, not. I'm on the wrong month here, so that'll be, uh, be April. Oh yeah, Woo. Um, so it'll be uh, Tuesday or Thursday night. Yeah, next week, either the third or the fifth. So, hey, you know what? Maybe a game on the fifth would be nice. Sandwich between the two hot games. I don't know. I, we'll see. I, th- I think that's probably the better option. Yeah, and then yeah, because then it'll be the last show before playoffs. And, yeah, and I I'm may be golfing on Tuesday night. So okay, so let's... um, uh, yeah, I think I think Thursday the fifth works the best, and then maybe we try to fit in a show right before the playoffs start, which will probably be that Wednesday, is my guess. Yeah, they'll have like they'll have like they'll have at least like three or four days off. Yep. Yeah. Assuming we make the playoffs, we're not. Right, for right. Assuming. Well, even then, I think we should still have either a either a uh, post game wrap or post season wrap up show or post-mortem. a uh, post season preview show. Right. Yep. It'll be a, it'll be a, a little uh, little fun English play. I played with words there. I don't know if you guys noticed that. So yay, yay or nay? Blues in the playoffs. Bill, yay. Jeff. Yay. Yay for me too. With ninety-two percent confidence, that, I think you would have gotten a completely different. Response. That's true. You yeah. know, that's yeah. what a difference two weeks makes. My it, God, it is it is insane. And that's why, and that's exactly why people who make blanket statements on Facebook or on Twitter or Facebook um, about this team, about not having a chance against anybody, it doesn't matter who they play in the first round, they're one and done. Um, Whatever I, you you never know. I, I I mean okay. Say that a team uh, if you're gonna in the first round say they match up against Vegas and you pick Vegas. Okay, fine, that's fine. They are the better higher seed. They'll be favored. But um, anybody will come out and say uh, the Blues have no chance. Baloney. That's just ridiculous. No chance. No chance means it's impossible for the Blues to win, which is not true at all. You know, Kurt. You know what they say. That's why we play the games. That's why they play the games. I, I it's not. I'm not just. I'm not just being uh, uh, stupid about the whole uh, playoff thing here. It's anytime a goalie, <laughs> a goal scored, and the announcer says so and so had no chance. Well, like, oh, the hell he didn't. He had a chance. Just like the Bruins game when the uh, when uh, Jake was run out of the crease. Well, he had no chance on that one. And, and yeah, he had no <laughs> chance on that. Well, yeah, no shit yeah. because the Bruins ran him out right. of the crease. Right. Exactly. Now I'm getting angry again. Yeah. Jeff's getting angry. <laughs> George is getting angry. George is getting upset. <laughs> uh, any more tweets? Is that it? Um, nope. The last one we got was the negative one from Mr. Brian Roberts. <laughs> and uh, thanks again, Steve, for the I Accelerate for Red Wings fans bumper sticker. Good times. That's beauty. That'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Don't forget to check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri. Also, Sunrise Brewery in Midtown St. Louis. Uh, for hey, uh, b- Before sign-off. Yes. talked about Chris Thorburn earlier. Yes. Uh, anybody want to take a shot on how many career goals he has? 12. 14. <laughs> 52. Really? 
Yeah, he had a nine-goal season once for the Atlanta Thrashers, their last year in Atlanta. Oh, he's been in the league for a while. I, I, I was... He's been in the league since 05 06. Okay, yeah. 13 um, years. 13 how years many is... goals does he have against the Blues of those 50, 52? It's You've got to be like six. Uh, I'm going to go uh, press is right, $1. It's three. Ah, three. I win. Really? <laughs> Yeah, Man. doesn't it, it, it? We Is talked it, about this with Nathan McKinnon. It seems like Nathan McKinnon scores every time he plays against the Blues, but it was back-to-back games. Wasn't yeah, it? but it was yeah. because like the last two years he's played well against the Blues. Before that, well, it was I the he didn't have a goal. It was the it was we played him in back-to-back games, I think, and he had the tying goal in the third, I think, in in two right. games in a row, and that's what right. yeah. that's what people are thinking of. Yeah. yeah, and uh, but yeah, with Chris Thorburn, I think it's the same thing. I think sure. he had a couple good games in a row, and that's how we remember him. Well, shit, I remember going to a game. I think it was our first or second game uh, back. This is back when he was with the Thrashers, um, and first or second game of the season, we played them, and he scored uh, a goal. Um, oh, shit, it had to been like oh seven. And I was like, that guy's that guy has no talent. Why, if we're giving up goals to him, it's going to be a long season. It was a long season. Yay or nay on the wooing? Nay. No. Nay. <laughs> Thank you. What? No. So I'm I'm glad. I oh, well, I just tied it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad I haven't spent so much time in Scott Trade Center this year. But basically, like all the the things that I'm hearing coming out, like we're we're just becoming like every other arena with the in game presentation. Yeah, yeah, it's, they've they've done away with the organ. And, not entirely, but, but they you you don't hear it much anymore. They say, I mean it's played after goals initially, but then the music takes over. Yeah, I, I don't, which I don't like. Yeah, yeah they, they do the, the Seven Nation Army song, which is like every arena now. Yeah. Uh, they do the Woo, which there have even been NHL players that, who have said, please stop doing the yeah, Woo. They say it's annoying yeah. as hell. It's Boston and, well, I think it started in Carolina and then Boston picked it up. And now it's everywhere. I think Philly's doing it too. Philly, Philly, I know Philly players were like outspoken and saying, knock it off. It's annoying. Yeah. And now the Blues are doing it. I, I, yeah. Well, you know who to blame for that. Right? Oh, yeah, Patrico. Right. He's st- he he put that up on the board. Yeah. Mm. No, it's well because he's a huge wrestling fan. I know. You know what? Don't bring your personal bias into the <sighs> wrestling. That's got to stop. I mean, it seriously has to stop. It's the the beauty of the Blues Arena when you go to the game, and it's it's like this with with so many teams in the NHL that it's its own experience. Uh-huh. And in the blues goal song, um, you know, the only thing to me that's really been annoying that can go away is the song two at the end of a win. Yet that has always remained constant. Yeah. But yeah. like everything else has been like its own experience when you go to Scott Trade Center. But ever since he's taken over the DJ duties, it's becoming like any other arena in the NHL. Yeah. Well, I, and yeah, people. People will say, well, you know, the fans are so quiet. You, you, people, they got to get something to get them excited. You know what? You know what fans get excited over? Goals. Yeah. And, and when they score, they jump up and cheer, and then they play the stupid music. You don't need, like, we, like you said, having it personalized for St. Louis is a deal. The, the, there's tradition there. It's a thing that um, 
is ours and no one else has. You know, the the, the when the blues go marching in uh, on the organ, when the, uh, the the Budweiser theme on the organ, it's mm-hmm. just that's that's to those teams' roots. So Ernie Hayes, Ernie Hayes, yeah, exactly. So I, I it, it 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 I I like music. Don't get me wrong, I love it, and I'm not against having music played during the game, but don't do it in lieu of what made St. Louis uh, hockey experience cool. Right. Right. If you, well, and I'm even, if I'm you, even fine with a woo every now and then. If it's like once, twice a game, you know, right before a face-off, they do the woo. Okay. But when it's 20 times during a game, no. that's the prob- it, The problem with something like that, though, is that pe- people take it and they just run with it and they will just go crazy with it. It's like the... It's like the power play dance. It's just it's just out of control. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's the woo thing. Like, no, just kill it. Kill it. Suffocate I, I, I agree. it. Drown it in a bath. I agree. I agree. I, I don't need they don't need the, the Seven Nation Army crap. Yeah, that I mean, come on. I mean that that like I said, that's becoming every single I mean, not just NHL, it's every major hockey team is starting to adapt that adopt that song and it's that's too much i mean come on again right it's a personalized experience make it about the team not what every other team is doing actually if you if the blues were to go back to more organ play then that would be i would love that dude i would have been to a, a game at united center not in a while not in a long time they, they do the organ like crazy, and I love as they it. should. It well, sounds so awesome. It's a tradition there. It's a it's a the organ is a tradition anywhere you go. A lot of minor league arenas have them. It's just that it's, it's always been that way. Yeah. Watch Slapshot. Watch Slapshot. Exactly. It's a, and it'd never nice play Lady of Spade again. <laughs> it'd be nice for a team that's named after a, a type of jazz to be more musically oriented. Yeah, and. They're just not. They're starting to adapt or adopt all these other things that every other team is doing. And it makes no sense that they, every once in a while, they try and phase out uh, the organ play more. Right. And, there, and there's backlash from fans. And then they bring it back a little bit. And it's just like, why do you keep trying to screw with this stuff? Right. Knock That's, it off. I tweeted that at the Blues God. when they first changed the Seven Nation Army song. I just tweeted I said, listen, you guys do this every five or six years where you try to change it and you get so much backlash that you change it back. So just do us all it's, a favor and just change it back now rather than wait until next season. It's not broken. It's not broken. No. Don't fix something that's not broken. It, it's, it's great the way it was. <laughs> right. If you're doing so, Let's assume that they've done some surveys and some, you know, some kind of market research here. Stop doing it in the lounge. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think the team, I, I don't think the team, I don't think the people in charge of these decisions, I don't think Patrico understand how, I mean, how, how long could he have been a fan to be, be screwing with this stuff? I don't, I don't get it. I was, I was listening, you know, and again, I'm not, uh, Patrico does a fine job, whatever. I just think he's not in tune with, with the hockey fans. Neither is a lot of the interns they have running this stuff. 
Um, but I was listening to their show and they were recapping a game recently and I cannot remember who it was, but, um, they were, he was, he does the sports on the Riz show. I wish I could remember what goalie it was, but he could not pronounce the goalie's (laughs) name at all. And I thought, yeah, I can tell that you are not much. I mean, again, it's not his fault. He's not a hockey fan. It's the blues for trusting him with these decisions but i mean it's obvious like the guy does not know he's not in tune with the hockey community like somebody in his position should be did they do the woo thing uh against san jose by the night because it was a couple games it was a game before that right where it started yeah i think they did did they because i don't think it was as much because he caught he caught flack on social media for it and he responded to it and basically, oh, we're trying something different. You know, I'm like, don't, don't, don't try something yeah, different. Just what is the point of uh, trying something different? Why? Why? There's but, a history of what thing. works. It's different in St. God. Louis, but it's now the same as everywhere else. It's stupid. And then we're trying something different. No, don't do something different. Do what works in the past for the blues. Right. Like I said, God. it ain't broke. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Jeez. I think it was Hellebuck. He couldn't say. <laughs> he was calling him like um, Hellebuck or something. Hellebuck. Yeah. <laughs> this has been your St. Louis Blues, uh, your Let's Go Blues Radio curmudgeon hour. Right. The big long <laughs> rant. Bring back the radio rants. Uh, well, we did. Yeah. Should have done it earlier. Yeah. Should have led the show with this. Uh, yeah, we'll close it here. For uh, Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I'll look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.